Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's May. It's the 30th of May. It's 2017. It's Tuesday, and we have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. As always, on Tuesday, my co-host, The Siege. How you doing, my friend? Good. I'm telling you now. I apologize to listeners. There's no chance we keep this to an hour. No chance. One of the most take inter- me over. <laughs> One of the most interesting slates we've had all season. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. So, yeah. This podcast might run a little deep, so we'll see how it goes. Um, also, want to give a shout-out to our sponsor. If you guys not check out PlayDraft, make sure you guys check them out. It's playdraft.com backslash grinders, so make sure you guys are checking them out. I'll do, a, um, I'll do, a, I'll do like a hitters-only uh, draft today, 10-man, that I'll send out an invite. Don't know what time I'll do it, but uh, later today at some point um, I'll send that out. Missed you guys on Monday. I appreciate the Siege filling in, doing that free podcast and the tournament taxes package. That was awesome. Hope everybody checked that out. Um, if you haven't checked it out, go to the Siege's Twitter feed, at the Siege DFS, and you guys can see that link and kind of get a free preview of what is in the tournament tactics package over there. So fun weekend for me, my friend. Um, you know, it was a long weekend. The race was very long, but um, congratulations to my friend, um, Austin Dillon, getting his first NASCAR win. It was awesome. The party was great, and my shirt smells like beer, wine, and soda. Oh, man. Poor Ty. Peaced out too early. <laughs> Poor Ty. Um, yeah, like – you know how brotherly love goes, man. They're, they'll be all right. Yeah, no, for sure. They'll be good. Oh, man. Oh, Ty, 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 Ty. Love you, bro. But you you really, you hurt me deep this week. Hurt me deep. You realize, like, you realize, like, any time that happens at a racetrack, those guys try to get out there as fast as they can? Oh, no, 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 not for that. I'm oh, like, fancy NASCAR. It hurt me really deep. Could you imagine finishing six in the three thirty three and nobody having Kyle Larson in front of you? Like, doesn't that just make you want to smash your head up against the desk? Because that's what it makes me want to do. No, it was a, it was a good. You know, I mean, it was a good bad week for NASCAR. Like, it should have been way worse when a ninety eight percent driver in your script wrecks and a forty percent driver doesn't finish. Like, it should be a disaster. So, and it wasn't. So, I can't complain too much. But this, gonna, uh, we, we're going to do a play draft at the end of the show, right? Because I didn't do one yesterday. Yeah, we'll we'll do one today, uh, right. unless we're at like an hour and thirty minutes, and then we'll postpone it to Wednesday. Me and Derek could do it or something. We'll see. This is yeah, that's very much possible. This slate is going to be fun, so let's get started. Arizona at Pittsburgh. Robbie Ray, Ivan Nova, seven and a half total. It's a pick'em game at this point. Um, pitching on the slate, we've talked about it, you know, for about twenty minutes before the podcast now. What do you? Is there anything you like here for Nova? Uh, we'll talk about Ray in a second. 
I like the fact he's 6,400, and I just don't think he gets shelled. Like, I think he's going to get you 12 to 16 DK points. You know, and Arizona has the ability to roll out some really bad lineups. Like, if they roll out one of those, like, terrible Arizona lineups, like, there might be even a fringe more upside than that. I, I On this slate, safety sounds a little nice. And so, like, I, that's kind of what Nova brings. If that's kind of what you're looking for. But other than that, not really. Like, I don't see a, a ceiling game from him here. I think Nova is a guy that all depends on the lineup, right? Like, it just – if we get that Nick Ahmed, Jeff Mathis, right-handed heavy lineup where Herman's out of yeah, the lineup. and – yeah, if if it's a bunch of if it's a bunch of righties, like you're looking at a Nova, like he's really good against righties, sucks against lefties, like you know, you would just kind of be fading like a, a Jake Lamb and David Peralta if they if they don't have Herman and those guys in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I love Jake Lamb and all, but you know, and also Pittsburgh has very good left-handed relievers too, which you have to really kind of factor in for with Jake Lamb. So you know, if it, if it gets in that deep inning and there's a big situation, they have the lefties to counter Jake Lamb, um, which could be yeah. a factor. You know, realistically, if Nova gets you, like, what, 15 to 18 points here at his price and your hitters do what they need to and you get that, you know, second pitcher that does what he's supposed to do here, like, you know, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I'm not exactly, like, trying to get there. But, you know, I can see myself doing it in certain situations because the hitters are priced up today. Hitters are priced up and the pitching options are not great. Um, let's talk Robbie Ray. You look at Robbie Ray and you look at the Pirates, um, ranked bottom 10 in almost every offensive stat, stat against lefties this season, except for walks. And, you know, when you think of Robbie Ray, you know, that's the issue, right? Yeah, it's walks, it's pitch count, and it's like he's coming off a start where he walked, walked to zero and struck out nine, and it just makes me think the ownership's going to – like, there's, ownership's not really a problem with hitters today. Pitchers, I think it could be. I, I think we could see some chocolate pitcher today, and – I can see Robbie Ray get generating some buzz after that really good start, and we know Pittsburgh doesn't have a ton of power against lefties, but I can see the walks and the singles, like you know, coming back to bite him a little bit here. Yeah, Brewers are tenth in walks against lefties, which is right behind the Pirates. Um, so you know, he he had good stuff in that game. I remember watching it. I remember fading him that day. I remember stacking Milwaukee that game, and it just didn't pan out. I don't hate Robbie Ray here. Um, you know, strikeout upside-wise, when we look at the slate, like, you have to have a little bit of upside, you know, somewhere. And, like, he's a guy that can definitely get you 25-plus DK points. So, you know, it's really going to depend on ownership. But I, I don't hate it. As far as the bats go in this game, is there anything that you like here? No. Not, not, not one bit. Yeah, like, Peralta and Lamb are good against righties. Nova stinks against lefties. But, like you said, you know, they might only get two at-bats against righties in this game because they hit right behind each other. You know, they got Wade LeBlanc and another lefty that bullpen. I can't think of his name. Uh, it's a guy who came in today. Um, that made me think of it. Um, Watson's the closer, too, so they, they have three lefties in there. I can't think of the guy's name. But, yeah, they're pretty left-handed deep in the pen. So, I you know, it's a low total, and uh, Arizona's still priced like they're back at chase. For me, it's just kind of a, non, a non-starter. Anything for Pittsburgh? No, I, I, you're not, there's not – Pittsburgh's kind of the, the team that's going to single their way and walk their way through, which just, just gives you no upside in tournaments. Yeah, if Mercer or Harrison were cheaper, but they're up there with the rest of these guys that are just in better spots. I'll pass. We'll move on. New York at Baltimore, Luis Severino against Chris Tillman. 
This game has a lot of weather concerns. When I was looking at the weather before we got started, I am not Kevin Roth. We'll have to see what he says, but this does not look good. Um, any interest here in Severino or Chris Tillman? I had interest in Severino until I kind of looked at BVP, and then I kind of just went. Here's the problem with Severino, right? He's priced up. He's 10-2. You're not getting him at 8-9 or 9. You're kind of getting him as, like, second most expensive pitcher on his 15-game slate, and I just – I don't think I trust him enough yet for that. Like, he's he's also a guy that can be inconsistent with walks, and pitch counts can vary. You know, I, I just – He's coming off a career-high 114 pitches. That concerns me. Uh, last time he threw over 110, he got absolutely blasted the next game, and they even gave him a couple extra days rest, too. Doesn't have that this time. So I kind of worry about him a little bit here. Um, but, you know, it's a limited pitching slate option, and he's got K upside, and we know Baltimore can strike out. So I, I wouldn't oppose playing him. It's just I don't know if I want to play 10-2 for him. No, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, you know, the pitch count is always something that concerns me. And, like, nobody's going to argue the fact that, like, this guy has massive strikeout upside, right? Like, the, the strikeout upside's there. It's over a strikeout per inning this season. Nobody's debating that. Like, nobody's debating that. Baltimore can strike out. We're debating more on, you know, what are we going to really – you know, get out of him here in the start. You know, he struggled against Baltimore earlier this year, and that game was at Baltimore. Same thing as this. Like, you know, yes, he's been good. We've used him a bunch this season. I kind of hope the weather just kind of affects this game where I just don't have to play him here. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like, that'd be the ideal situation. I kind of don't want to have to make this decision. <laughs> Sad, but true. Um, Chris Tillman on the other side here. We look at the Yankees. Really solid um, offense. Chris Tillman. He's been getting bad up this year, but you look at it and like the contact rate is just really high. The swinging strike rate is really low. You're just not playing Chris Tillman. I know he hasn't given up a home run yet, but it's 20 inning sample size. I'll pass. The keyword being yet. Yeah, yet, yet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this guy. Yeah. Oh, you know, career average of 1.15 home run per nine. So a 20 inning sample size with zero home runs allowed, where you know, the XFIP and Sierra are almost five. I'll pass. Yeah, I'm with you. Remember when Tillman was actually pretty good? Yeah, it was last year. It was fun times. I rostered him a bunch, but I don't think he's back yet from that shoulder. But he might get to that point, but he's just not there yet. All right, let's talk bats in this game. Anything stand out here for you on the Yankees side? I think the stack would be the only way I would approach this if I was going to play it. Um, I don't think I'm going to attack a guy like Judge as a one-off. He's just so overpriced at this point so it's kind of a stacker bust yeah i think i'm with you judges home run and power and stuff has been insane the one guy that like so i was i, I was messing around with the slate before i got started and the one guy that kind of stands out to me that we really want to pay attention to in the yankees offense is aaron hicks he's a 250 iso his ops is over one and his strikeout rate is under 15 percent this season like he's like actually his draft price is it really high 44. All right. Um, Baltimore side here. Is there anything that you like here for the Orioles? This one's a little different than Pittsburgh because if Baltimore gets a Severino, I feel like it will because of the long ball. But weather concerns, 15-game slate, I don't see Baltimore making the cut, but it's not something I'd be opposed to. Like They're, they're actually priced down. 
Um, so I, I wouldn't hate that idea, but it's not, probably not for me. Could be a good little five percent stack, even less than that, maybe. You know, I'll be like a one percent stack. Yeah, with Severino but, pitching, like if you're rolling out like fifty teams in a tournament, I would definitely have a Baltimore stack. Say out Baltimore is very doable. That's interesting. Might have to play with that one. Get done. Uh, Dodgers at St. Louis. Kentai Maeda against Michael Waka. These two teams just faced in LA. This game's a you know they're coming over here. Um, do you have any interest in either one of these guys? Michael Walker is bad, CJ. Do not roster him, no matter what the slate dictates. I say on the podcast, and then don't listen to myself. He's gonna be chalk, right? Sixty nine hundred at home no, against the Dodgers. No, no, no. no, he won't be. He won't be chalk. Was he I mean, chalk against the Dodgers five, last time? I, yeah, well, that was a short slate. Like I've said this five times that he won't be chalk, and then every time he shows up as chalk. But I really don't believe people he'll be love chalk this guy. I mean, he's just I, there's. I mean, I'm not rostering him. I don't think he'll be chalky. Like. I think people are going to go play guys like Dinson's Lament, uh, you know, uh, like before they go play freaking uh, Michael Walker again. Uh, that's kind of what I would think, but who knows? Our boy Lament. Yeah, now he's like 40% owned. Um, I think I'm going to stay away from the pitchers here, and honestly, I don't really love the bats in this game. Um, you know, Bellinger starting to warm back up at the plate. He's interesting. Chase Utley has home runs in three of the last five games. The only thing I would say is, yeah, steroid test. Um, <laughs> I, I would say the only thing I'll say is that there will be like weather concerns. Like we're gonna get those like passing thunderstorms through St. Louis, and so like there will be a delay in this game, and that always just drives the ownership so far down. You could get a Bellinger one-off at like two percent. He's like, under four K too. Oh really? He's thirty, he's 3, 900, Yeah. Ooh. Well, let's write that. Didn't he have a really good? He had a good weekend, right? I'm pretty sure he homered today. I know that. He homered on Saturday because I watched it happen. Yeah, and I know he homered today. So warming up, love those kind of guys. So get him under 4K. Um, like you said, low ownership. So don't hate that. How's money? Grandal, catcher on the road, batting third or fourth. Don't hate that. The Dodgers are kind of cheap here. <laughs> Did you see the stat the other day that I retweeted? Chris Taylor has more home runs than Gonzalez, Peterson, and another guy from the Dodgers combined. Chris Taylor. Man, oh, man. Don't play him. <laughs> oh, um, anything else here from the Dodgers or the Cardinals? Oh, no, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm not going to go out of my way to pick on Maeda. He's going to ultimately troll me here because I had so much exposure to him last time in this game, but whatever. Yeah, I just – like this – I will say that, like, the defense of these teams is they're cheap. Like, that's the – and the, with the weather, you're going to get them unowned. But I just don't know what the realistic upside is to win a tournament on this slate. Like, I just don't see it. I, there's a lot of good power spots on the board, and I just can't imagine, like, the Cardinals and the Dodgers going out there and hitting five home runs or something. Well, you remember, like, Kenta Maeda was, you know, starting to find a little bit of a groove and came out at, what, like 70 pitches or something when he got pinch hit for in that game. It was so tilting. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was the right spot to pinch hit for him. It was just annoying. All right, let's move on. Cincinnati at Toronto. Um, oh, shit. Was Sorry. Joji? 
I have no idea how to say that guy's name. <laughs> Whoa, Josie Howski against. Yeah, whatever that Wojciech- guy. Wojciechowski? Yeah, against J Hap. Um, man, my computer is doing it again. This is, I'm telling you, I'm going to throw this thing across the room. Um, any interest here in either one of these pitchers? Um, any interest in these pitchers? Um, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to find J Hap's price. 8200 Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, winning two four seven. Who just did all the winning on the night slate? That, did he? That's what I did. That's why I said, "Oh my god!" If in case you guys were wondering why I said that, I just pulled. I had Twitter up and the screenshot. And he, had put, and he had like two K in action and won like ninety G. <laughs> nice. Congrats. Congrats to Jack. Um, he tossed fifty six innings and in three innings, or fifty six pitches and in three innings in his rehab start. Uh, well, you're not playing J.A. Hap. Stop it. Come on. If he wasn't 8,200, if he was 6,200 because he wasn't a you probable. You wouldn't still play J.A. Hap. You, you still would be playing Lament or Nova over him. Come on. Stop it. Yeah, probably. You can make a case for Mike Fires for goodness sake over him. Not that I would ever play Mike Fires, but, like, come on. Mike Fires has a terrible BVP against Minnesota. Anyway. Um, I, I, that team's also, like, dead. <laughs> so... Let's talk some bats in this game. Um, we'll start with the Reds. Anything standing out to you here? Uh, Adam Duvall against the lefty at only 4,600, I think is uh, interesting. He's, that puts him down like at 15th or 16th among, the, among outfielders in terms of price. I think that's probably a little too low uh, given his upside here. Um, but other than that, not really. Uh, what's Cozart's? Is you know, yeah, it really it's high? There. Yeah, it's like 10th most expensive shortstop, 4200 but it feels high. Is Suarez cheap? Uh, Suarez, no. He is third baseman seven in terms of price. Wow. I was going to say, just looking at the stats, like Duvall, Vado, Cozart, Suarez, all have really good ISOs against lefties like this season. Scott Schepler has four home runs in 40 at-bats against lefties this season. He has a 50% hard contact rate against lefties this season. <laughs> like, random stat of the day, by the way. Oh, man. You know, can I tell a story real quick? I know we don't have time. So, uh, Jack made a, uh, you know, a, a, a lineup. Lance came out, he made a lineup. He went to take a nap, overslept lock, and uh, his train went off the tournaments. <laughs> oh, Jack. Run good. Run good. Let me run um, like you for a day. <laughs> All right, what are we looking at here with the Blue Jays' bats? I expect them to be kind of popular here against the uh, – Oh, massive, massive. They're, they're the chop bat. Um, we said don't worry about ownership with bats, but that does not apply uh, to Toronto here. Um, you think Toronto's the chalk with the Coors game? Yes, absolutely. After what they just scored, 17 runs tonight, and you you see a, a, a bullpen game. You know, Cincinnati doesn't have a bullpen that just used it. Wojnowski's coming up from AAA, and he's not stretched out. Uh, Martin's 3,200. Morales and Smoker under 4K. Um, you know, even Donaldson's 4'6. Like, yes, Toronto will absolutely be chopping this night. No doubt in my mind. All right, fair enough. Um, and if they're not, by the way, I'll hop on. Let me be clear. Like, if I get like word that, like, oh, hey, they're going to be under 10%, I will gladly hop on. But there's no chance of that. 
Yeah, I don't ever hate playing Smoke. Everybody plays Morales. I love playing Morales, too. Don't get me wrong, but, like, I'll have plenty of exposure to Smoke and Morales in the spot. Um, Morales is a good guy because he's a switch hitter and, you know, hits lefties well as, as far as hitting lefties and righties. So Morales is a guy that really doesn't get hurt from the bullpen game. So um, definitely a guy I'm looking at here under 4K on DraftKings. So for sure. Um, yeah, uh, I'm with you uh, for sure. Philadelphia at Miami, Vincent Velasquez against Justin Nicolino. Um, I'm guessing you have zero interest in Nicolino here, a guy that has zero strikeout upside. Yeah, there's absolutely no upside in Justin Nicolino. He's like, he's like the perfect, you know, pitch to contact guy. Um, but he actually hasn't been like as dreadful as he was in the past. Like, you know, he's been like almost passable. Like, it's bad. Like I see three Ks in seven innings, and I went, "Wow, he's improved his K stuff." Legitimately, was my my first thought. He's bumped it up from ten percent to sixteen percent, but it's a ten inning, ten inning, ten inning sample size. But it, the, it, well, but you know, you don't have any K upside when I go. I see set three Ks in seven innings, and went, "Wow, he he's improved his K." <laughs> the problem is, we're just not gonna they're gonna discount on these guys. Man, I really wanted to play some Philly bats here. Is the roof open? Um, no idea. There's a nine total in this game. I mean, it's probably just, it would probably be ten like with these guys, right? If the roof was open. Well, we don't ever get the roof open until the next day. Like they announced it that morning. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye out on that because if that roof's open, that kind of makes things interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind the Philly stat, but man, Philly's just not been swinging the bats at all. Like at all. Yeah. It, nothing better than a pitcher that doesn't have any strikeout stuff to get you going, though. For sure. What are we doing, Vincent Velasquez here against the Marlins? I'm out. I've been trying this idea. I've been trying the, hey, let's play him, let's play him, let's play him, and it's just not. He's just not put it together, which probably means this is the start he does it. But I just the Marlins are hitting the ball too well. They have too many contact guys. They have too many speed guys. I just I can't trust them. The only thing that kind of helps the argument is his xFIP is almost two runs lower than his ERA. So doesn't some, surprise me. He feels like he's been getting unlucky all season long. <laughs> yeah, like his BABIP is over three hundred. Um, the swinging strike rate is still ten point six percent. The strikeout rate is still twenty four percent. He still has a pretty solid ground ball rate. He's giving up a ton of home runs. Like he's just giving up a ton of home runs this season. So like, if he could keep the ball in the park against Bohr and Stanton and Ozuna, like those three big power bats, like he could he could he could pitch well here. Yeah, he definitely can pitch well. Like, I don't I just, think he's the worst option on the board. It also it also depends if the roof is open or not. You know, it matters for the bats, but it also matters for Velasquez as well. For me, for me, like there's a guy that like there's even two guys like oh I can't like this is one guy's coming up that I just can't believe I'm going to recommend, but I'm going to do it. I, I just think there's guys in this price range I like more, like even Tyler Anderson who is like way overpriced, way overpriced. I think I would touch first. Right, fair enough. Um, looking at the bats in this game, anything on the Philadelphia side for you? Uh, no, I, I just can't. Like, you know, I, I will I will not be surprised when I see a couple sharps really heavy on Philly tomorrow. And if they crush, I'll say, yep, this is why you're better than me. 
but I just can't pull this trigger. They've just been too cold for me to like. There's a difference between cold, being cold and being like this cold. I think they've had a lead for like two innings in like a week and a half. It's something ridiculous. Super fair. Um, I understand it. Like Franco is a guy I'm looking at. Um, only a 15% strikeout rate against lefties this season, 47% hard contact. Like he's going to start finding gaps and stuff, hitting the ball as hard as he is. So I don't mind Franco. I always like Cameron Rupp against lefties. Aaron Athier, um, this guy's having like a fantastic season. And like I sent out a tweet earlier, like his numbers are super elite. And it's just kind of crazy to think that like he's having this good of a season, but he really is. He's batting second here. I think it's, I think I saw his price was up there though, right? Uh, Altier, right? Yeah. Sorry, you came out there. 4,200. Uh, the hitters are priced up. Like, good job, DraftKings. You know, we say, like, oh, hey, this guy can be potential value. No, he's priced up. No, he's priced up. No, he's priced up. <laughs> like, that's good. That's yeah. how it should be. Uh, any Marlins here? I, again, what's the real power upside? Well, Velasquez has been on a fire. ton of home runs. Like, ton of home runs right now. Yeah, but – it's a massive ballpark. Is he going to give up enough? Like, Stan's been on fire since moving to that two spot. Like, that's the only thing that makes me kind of interested. He's, he's now have four for three-hit games in his last eight. I just – 4,600, you know, he's like, do I want to go play Stan or would I rather go play a guy like Adam Duvall? I think for me it's Adam Duvall or Jay Bruce I think I'd rather have or Ian Desmond if I'm playing Rockies against Miranda. Um, or even a Steven Souza against uh, Mick Martinez. I, I think I would do all of those first. You know, it's fair. Stanton is a guy that definitely has two home run upside any slate. But, like, when you look at the slate, you know, you have to evaluate it. And, like, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, Ian Desmond, same price as Stanton against the lefty that gives up home runs in course field. Yeah. I, I don't hate it. Like, I'm not I'm not saying – I'm not, like, saying don't play Stanton. I just – you know, at some point you got to find, like, you can't just play everyone. You're going to have to cross guys off. It's just the nature of the game. And I feel like Stanton will make a lot of primary lists, and then when it push comes to shove, he'll kind of just not make it. Seattle at Colorado. Miranda against Anderson. Two lefties facing off here in Coors Field. Um, earlier start than usual. About two hours earlier game start than usual for Coors. Um, I'm guessing you have no interest in Miranda here. Yeah, it's a getaway day for um, – these teams to Seattle. I just realized why it's early. Um, uh, flip-flop series? Yeah, flip-flop series. So oh, my God. Why couldn't Anderson pitch one day later? Day later? Hey, Tyler Anderson, oh. you want to get scratched today, buddy? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if he just got scratched today? He's already gotten scratched oh. once, right? He got scratched from a start already this season. I'm pretty sure he got Man. scratched. I, I remember right. him getting scratched. So, like, come on, buddy. Get scratched. That being said, I have interest here. Uh, no one's paying 8K for a pitcher in Coors, um, but I might. Like, this guy has been, was good last year. He's been good. Like, he had a really rough start, no doubt. You know, he gave up uh, four more runs in four of his five first starts, or five, five of his first six. But in the last four, one, three, two, and one, like, he's back. You know, the Ks are up. The walks are down. The ground balls are back. Um, he's a ground ball guy. Seattle is just dreadful against left-handed pitching. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, they're just dreadful. You know, no hand in this lineup. They're, they're just bad. And, you know, Nelson right, Cruz is one thing, but that's it. And, you know, we talked about bad pitchers after bad pitcher after bad pitcher. 
They're here. I see a good pitcher here that, that's going to be unowned and might go to war with him. All right. So fun stat um, of the day. Outside of Nelson Cruz, obviously we know Nelson Cruz against lefties. It, it's a thing. What do you think the next highest ISO in this team is against lefties this season? So I know before the Brian Johnson started was point zero seven six, and he, Brian Johnson pitched a complete game shutout. So now I, it's it's even lower as a team. I'm gonna guess like it's Segura at like one thirty. Second highest is Nelson or um, Robinson Cano at zero nine one. Nelson's not even above point one. Nope. Singera has a zero five seven. Oh my god, these guys are so bad. Yeah, like they don't strike out. Like you look at the strikeout rates, they don't strike out against lefties. Outside of like Kyle Seeger, shocking. Ben Gamble, shocking. Mike Zanino, shocking. But like you look at it up and down, they just they're not hitting for power whatsoever. Now, Gene Segura, on on a on the flip side of that, has a fifty two percent hard contact rate against lefties. So, like, he's getting unlucky. Um, but yeah, Seattle against lefties this season. It was an issue last year. We did this last year. It was Nelson Cruz and Gutierrez, and that was it. I, mean, I, I don't know what to say. Like, what, do you, what else do you want me to say? They're bad. <laughs> Um, Seattle Bats, anything? Anything about Seattle Bats? Um, I, I can't imagine. Like, I just can't imagine playing them. Oh, so much Nelson Cruz here. No. I, like, everybody's going to stack Seattle, and I'm just going to play Nelson Cruz one-offs. I don't usually play chalky one-offs, but I'm going to do it. Of course, but I think this is a good exception to the rule. Yeah, like... The stack is bad. The Seattle yeah. stack today is bad. Like, let's just call it what it is, right? Like, first game in course too, right? No, second game in course. If it just goes, if it if it goes off, like I will just take my L and I will move on. And yep. I, this is a big slate, and I don't really like like just being all all out fading a team in cores on. You know, we've got a huge seventy dollars seven fifty k on DraftKings and a two twenty two seven fifty k on on FanDuel. So, very you know biggest slate we've had of the year. I just can't play cores. I can't play cores. Uh, you can play the Rockies. I don't hate. I don't, I'm, I'm all with you. I'm with you. Fading the stack on Seattle. Okay, so like, here's like the with the Rockies, like your boy. Everyone's stack uh, is going to be the same. Everyone's stack is going to be the same, and I don't know how to differentiate it. That's my problem. Like with the rock, like when I play a stack, I like to at least be able to have pivots, right, to drive ownership down somewhere. Every Rocky stack is going to be Reynolds, Desmond, Arenado, Story, and Blackman. Like that is going to be everyone in their mother's stack, as it should be. I so like, like what's the pivot? Playing Carlos Gonzalez against the lefty when he can't even hit righties. Playing the white hard hot para, but he probably won't even start. Like, what's the answer? Maybe he's just playing like a three-man of Desmond. But if, but if it goes off, if it goes off, you're gonna need the five-man. That this is that's my issue is I just don't see the pivot. Like the pivot is if they play Valcala in left. Like okay, now you can do something, right? You can fade the strikeout heavy Trevor Story and pl- throw in Pat. Like okay, that I can see, right? Maybe people and don't. you actually save seven hundred off. But if they don't do that, like. 
That's kind of where my issue is. I wonder when the last day uh, cargo had off was. He just had one off. Yeah. I remember. I think it was like a couple days ago. I felt like I, a couple days ago. I guess it was a week ago. I guess he could get a day off. No, he had, had, he, had a, he had a day off on the pin hit. But I'm just scrolling down. I see he played. He had no at-bats. He had one walk, pinch hit. So, yeah, it was like two days ago. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, let's move on. Milwaukee at New York. Zach Davies against Tyler Pill. Oh, looks like a looks like a Mets bullpen game. Yeah, um, Hill is a guy who I think started the minor leagues, didn't he? Yeah, I'm looking at his stats in the minors. He has 46 innings in AAA this season. He has a 5.07 WHIP. His strikeout rate is only 12%. Swinging strike rate is 7.4%, and his BABIP is 255. So overlook the 1.96 ERA. The advanced stats say this guy's not very good. High walk rate. Um, yeah, he's just not a guy you want to pitch here for sure. Yeah, I don't think we have to explain much more than that. Um, any interest here in Zach Davies? Any interest here in Zach Davies? No. I think the Mets are in play. God, nine total in City Field tells you everything you need to know, right? Yeah, and the Mets have been hot, and there's power, right. and they're overpriced. Like they're priced the same as Coors. Like no one's gonna play the Mets when they have a choice between Mets and Coors. And like I, I want the Mets. <laughs> so um. You know, uh, before the podcast, I was looking and messing around with just like looking at overall leaders and stats. And Michael Conforto is like a top five hitter this year. Yeah, I know that makes you happy. You're a Conforto guy. Listen, he's finally getting. He this guy was in the minors to start of the season. Like they, this offense is not great in general. And like this guy was in the minors. It's just so tilting. But like fifty three hundred for Conforto is a little steep. Little steep, yeah. But who's gonna play him? Listen, that's always my argument when he's expensive. But it is, and it's it's been a it's been a good argument so far. Like, why are you getting off now? I'm not getting off. I'm just saying, like, Conforto under three percent. Um, Nelson Cruz is less money than Conforto. Like, I played Tyler Anderson. Like, maybe I didn't make that clear enough. Like, I like Tyler Anderson. So, <laughs> I'm going to be playing guys around the Nelson Cruz price range, knowing full well that he will probably get one home run. And I'm going to have to get 16 oh, sure. more points from my pivot, or 14 points from my pivot. The problem is it's going to be a solo shot because no one else can get on damn base against lefties. And honestly, if Tyler Anderson were smart, he'd do, give him four balls three times. <laughs> like, don't even waste Every time, time. just – yeah, just walk Nelson Cruz. Don't pitch to him. That's what I would do. Um, kind of hoping Neil Walker is a little cheaper. He's hitting the ball really well. Um, he's barreling the baseball. Exit velocity's up. Uh, we talked about him on Friday, right? Like, I had like eighty percent Neil Walker on Friday, and still only made a few hundred bucks. It's so tilting. I, I somehow convinced myself Neil Walker was going to be really popular, so I pivoted to a door. Oh, he wasn't popular. He was like no, I, I found I know I, I found that out right after lock, and I literally just went to the bar and I just I knew how that that story was going to end. Um, but um, you you say that uh, he's super expensive, but he's actually third uh, second base twelve in terms of price. Yeah, so, I just like, noticed that too. 
it's not as bad as it, like everyone's just priced up. So like I think a lot of this comes down to like your biases, right? Like everyone's in price dead all year. It's like, ooh, I can't play, you know, Neil Walker at 41. Well, he's really 2B12, right? You know, even like, sure, Conforto is outfielder five, you know, and he's overpriced. But even guys like Jay Bruce are kind of outfielders 15, 17 in terms of price. Like, yeah, they feel expensive, but when you look at it kind of relative to everybody else, they're not. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I like that argument. Um, good little statistic. Uh, Milwaukee, anything here for you? Man, Jesus Aguiar has been on fire. Just on fire. In May, all he does is like it hits every time. Just hit after hit. Doesn't matter how good or bad the matchup is, just hit, 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 hit. And I think the Brewers finally are just like, you know what, Eric Thames, you can go play some left field. We're going to ride this out. Um, so I don't mind him if I was building a stack. Now, the problem is I don't think Thames has his outfield eligibility yet. He doesn't. So it's kind of a tough stack to build, maybe more of a fantasy draft type stack to, to play. Oh, man, Thames is cold. Whew. See how cold yeah, he is? He's striking on a ton right now. I mean, that was going to kind of happen at some point, right? Yeah, he had to get off the juice. They were testing him too much. <laughs> He went 0 for 3 tonight, too. He is 0 for his last 18 at the plate. That's not wow. good. He's 4,600. Um, I would definitely take the wait-and-see approach with him. Uh, I need to see him hit the ball again. Fair enough. Um, Let's see. Anybody else here for Eric Sogard, I guess, if he bets leadoff? Cheap second baseman. What's the upside? Yeah, Fitt. I guess it's really small. So I don't know. Tyler Pill. Tyler Pill looks like his his statistics are not good. Like if you're going down to that price range, right? give me Danny Espinosa first, Bartolo first. I'm not saying I like that spot, but I would take that first. All I would right, take Tomarte first, Eddie Butler. Do you want to know how good the Mets' offense has been lately? Tyler Pill is favored in this game. It's all I need to know about the Mets stack. Like, good. Just give me more reinsurances that I should be rolling out Mets stacks. Trying to trying to help you out, my friend. Moving on, Tampa at Texas. Matt Andresi against Nick Martinez. Ten total here. Oh, buddy. I, I, I don't know how many people watched the Monday game of this, but the ball was flying in Texas. Like, holy crap, the ball was flying in Texas. And – you look at it here, you got a 10 total. The humidity is 85 degrees with No, 80. it's not. It's not. It's 45%. You're reading that wrong. Oh, I meant temperature is 85. Why did I say humidity is 85? Because you wanted it to be a very humid day to uh, help that ball even travel farther. Listen, all I needed to see is 10 over under. <laughs> That's all I needed to see. Done. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be. And, with Tampa's, uh, and Tampa's bullpen is shot right now. Shot. Yeah. I'm guessing you don't like either pitcher here. No. Yeah. I could um, see Andresi trolling us, by the way. I can see it. I can see the Andresi pitches, you know, seven innings, no earned runs, four Ks on 100 pitches, and they roll them out there just because kind of like Irvin Santana, and they, they, they pushed Irvin one in, they pushed Irvin one inning too far, and it led to that 11-run outburst for the Houston. Um, but – I could the Tampa had to go to their bullpen again today. Um, you know, uh, 
They had they started a guy who had closed the game out the day before. That's kind of how bad their pitching state was, and it didn't get much better today. Um, so I could see Andreessy being a boom bust. Like the boom is that like he will throw innings, and he will throw pitches. So if he's throwing well, he will get a longer leash than normal. The bad, the bust is if it turns out to be a ten total in Texas. <laughs> This is a guy, if you're playing a ton of teams, I will have some exposure to. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. Like, Texas is a team that their, their bats can, you know, go really cold. And they oh, have right now is just, like, freezing. Freezing. And they, there's strikeouts in this lineup, too. Like, there's strikeouts. And they're guys that, you know, like, a good control pitcher can beat this team. Like, that's kind of the problem. Like, the, you, you can see it. You know, if he's got the control, the changeup is working. You can see them kind of being off balance and striking out a ton. Like I can see it. Yeah. If it's not though, oh buddy. Oh, for sure. Um, the Tampa stack might be my favorite stack on the slate. Like I, I I'm just gonna I, live or die by picking on Nick we keep saying that they just keep hitting home runs. Logan Morrison is is on steroids. I don't care what anybody says. Logan Morrison is not this good. He is juicing. I'm just gonna keep playing him. Nobody wants to play him. I'm just gonna keep playing him. Whatever. Until he gets suspended for 80 games, I'm just gonna play him. I, I I'm not even joking. Like I, I hope our listeners know. I'm not kidding. Like I 100% think he's using steroids. It's 14 home runs this season. I mean, the advanced stats would just say that he's just making good contact. Like that, yeah, exactly. That, that, that's, like, that's not that, – that, that, that part, the, the juicing does not help you make better contact. Listen, his bat's quirk then, whatever. He's that cheating. still doesn't help you make better contact. You still have to put the bat in the right spot. He's cheating. I just want to say – let me have my moment. No, oh. I'm not. I don't want us to get fired. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Um, Morrison. I, I, I God, this just. I, I'm just I gonna just, play the. I, I just don't. I I just don't know what this team has left. Like they've played now 24 innings, and they they weren't easy innings at all. Now in the last 48 hours, I just. I can't do it. I just can't do it. You know, like, and if they burn me for the third straight day, they burn me for the third straight day. I just. They're gonna be chalk again. As chalk as like chalk gets on a fifteen game slate, you know, like I think people go back to Tampa. They've treated them well, so like I kind of think the the offenses that people are going to play are Seattle, Colorado, Tampa. Um, I think that's all the ones you've covered so far. Oh, Toronto. Uh, oh, maybe yeah, Toronto. I don't even care. Oh, Toronto's low owned. I'm going right back there. Let me just say that. Like Tampa's never popular, so I'm just going to. Tampa's been in. popular all weekend. All weekend. They've been 30% all weekend long. And they got my weekend hater blockers on. So tilting. They got there in the 15th game. It cost me like 4,000. They got there on freaking Monday. They just keep getting freaking getting there. It's chalk. Like, like, if you think, if you think they're going to be low owns, like, you're, you're in for, you're in for a rude awakening. (laughs) No, I don't care. I'm playing regardless. I just, come on, Nick Martinez. I know you're terrible, buddy, but. Hang in there for me. <laughs> Nick Martinez, do Nick Martinez things. Um, be, be just like average bad. That's all I want from you. Just be average bad. I, I disagree. I want you to suck terribly and give up a bunch of home runs. I appreciate no, please it. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. 
All right, Boston against Chicago, the White Sox, and the Red Sox. It's the Sox versus the Sox. Uh, Chris Sale against Jose Quintana. Chris Sale making his first start against his former team. We don't even have to say it. Chris Sale is the best pitcher on the slate. He's the most talented pitcher on the slate. He's the highest-priced pitcher on the slate. You can do whatever you want with it. The upside in this spot is he's going to go out there and try to prove a point, and he, it's, it's the Chris Sale FU game. It's coming. Oh, they actually priced up Tampa on FanDuel finally. Other than Evelyn Gordon, he'll still be made of chalk and Corby Rasmus. Um, and Texas, by the way, is free on FanDuel. Free. I'm just looking right now. Oh, I'm, I'm stalling. I don't know what it's just. <sighs> Chris Sale, you're so good. But uh, I just, the price is just. It's it's tough to guess his ownership here because there's so many bats, and the prices on the bats are so high that he is so expensive. Like, yeah, that's what it caught me looking at the Rangers' prices. I was looking to see kind of like you get three K per player on Fanduel when you plug in Sal, and I was just trying to see like what quality player that gets you, and it is not exactly uh, something to write home about. It's uh, it's pretty bad down here. I mean, there's some decent options in here actually. Oh my God! Cub pricing. High or low? Uh, we'll get there on Fanduel at least. Um, I just my gut says I'm not going to play as much Chris Sale as the field. I don't think I will fade because I'm feeding cores, so I don't think I have to fade Sale as well. Um, but the guy I really kind of like here is Jose Quintana. Can we just keep talking about Sale? I, I just want to keep talking about like Why? We know he's really good at baseball, and he's going to strike out a ton of guys or give up home runs trying. Double digit strikeouts in eight of his last nine games. He can't pitch to the fifth inning, by the way. Like, I don't know what it is now. It might be mental. Like, he has not gotten through the fifth inning unscathed in weeks. If you are if you are a person in Vegas and has that live in-game betting, will Chris Sale give up a run in the fifth? Might be worth your interest. Because it is like four or five starts in a row now where he gets in trouble in the fifth. Interesting. Um, I just God, he's gonna try to strike out Gisellian guys. I'm telling you, like we haven't we haven't seen this like, is the pro- like he is going to try or die trying. I just the price just might be if here's the here's the thing with Chris Sale, right? How many times this year has he got over 30 DK points? Don't look. I know he gives up earned runs a few times. Let's see, he has 10 starts this year, right? Uh Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep, ten. Uh, over thirty. Yeah, I'm not looking four times. Yep, four times. Yeah, it's just forty percent to get over thirty. That's not terrible. No, it's not terrible, and that's why he's in play. But it's not like Clayton Kershaw, right? When Clayton Kershaw's at this price, you're like, okay, he's going to get over thirty. I can just pencil it in. Listen. My problem. My problem is like, I, okay. So I will have Red Sox hedge stacks. Like I'm on a Red Sox bender. If you listen to the free package, you understand. Like I'm rostering the Red Sox now for two weeks. So I will have Red Sox teams, just because I think the heat has gone too far. I don't think the power failure is legitimate. All that. But Quintana's not an eighty-seven hundred dollar pitcher in this spot. It's a low total. It's a cold game in, in uh, whatever the hell the name that Kaminsky, whatever the hell it's called these days. 
I just see a lot of upside here for Quintana. I just can see him going out there and throwing seven innings, two earned on eight Ks. Like, if there's no Pedroia, this lineup looks pretty watered down really quickly. Like, Betts, Bogarts, Hanley, Young, Travis are the guys you're fearing. Like, Young and Travis you really aren't fearing, you know. So I can see a ton of strikeouts. Now, Quintana has not been himself lately. He's had trouble with controlling the baseball. Um, you know, so, you know, he gave up a ton of runs in that Arizona game. Like, he was pitching great, and then suddenly it just lost it. Um, so, and he's had some really good matchups this year. Like, so that's kind of, and he hasn't exactly dominated them all, which is kind of alarming, but the upside here is just through the roof. But I love it. Like the Red Sox stack at 1%. I'm going to play it. Like, I'm just going to play it 1% because it's Quintana. And if he gets blown up, it's with home runs. Yeah, Red Sox have four home runs against righties or lefties this season. I know, but it, it can't stay that way. You can't be averaging two doubles a game and freaking not hit home runs. Like it just can't happen. Listen, I hear you. I hear you. And they're and they're taking it's, uh, it's five. They hit one today. Oh no, actually, that was off already. Never mind. And they're taking Mitch Moreland out of the lineup now. They got Sam Travis up. Like, yeah. God, why couldn't Sam Travis be like twenty five hundred or something? The problem is they will pinch in more than the first chance they get. Of course they will. It's a full platoon. Like, and it's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity cost problem. It's just. Yeah, look, that's what I said. Like, if he was twenty five hundred, because you're you're using a first base spot on him. That, that's what sucks. Yeah. You needed a cheaper price tag, but. And they priced up. And they priced up. And it just. I don't know. I just. I don't hate Quintana in the spot. I really don't. You don't, you don't hate it either. Yeah, I just no. I'm looking for guys that can win me the slate, right? You know, we talked a bunch of depth, mediocre options. I think there's only like a few guys that can go out there and give me a performance to win the game, the slate. And actually, that's why Matt Andreessy is like on the list because that's it sounds insane to have Matt Andreessy on the list, right? But he's averaging the eighth most FanDuel points on the entire slate. And so, like, there is upside there, believe it or not, right? Like, I just want guys that can go win me a slate. And I just feel like Quintana can be a guy when he is on, he's on. And there's a, bunch, a lot of guys in this slate that can't go win me the slate. If if the Red Sox play Betts, Benedini, and um, Young, and they sit Bradley Jr., I like Quintana even more. Um, looking at BBP... Jackie Bradley Jr., and, and this doesn't shock me because Jackie Bradley Jr. is really good against lefties and it drives me insane that he doesn't play more against lefties. They played him today against a lefty for what it's worth. Yeah, instead of Young? Yeah, no, instead of uh, Benatendi. All right, well, we'll have to see what the lineup looks like. Jackie Bradley Jr. is actually a downgrade to Quintana for what it's worth. Yeah. yeah you know, he's actually hit him well in his career too. But the rest of this team, not very good against um, – uh, Quintana in their career. Yeah, the K's are there. I just can see, like Devin Marrero. If Devin Marrero and Josh Rutledge are on the in, are in the in the lineup, like it's just so much upside. Yeah. All right. Um, we're staying away from the bats here, right? There's just nothing that stands out. Yeah. I, think he's I mean, I'm playing Red Sox stats. I, I made that full disclosure. I'm playing Red Sox stats just because I think they're going to be too low owned. But I know, I know, it's just letting on, money on fire until I bank the big one. 
Fair enough. Houston at Minnesota, Michael Fires against Jose Barreros. Um, nine total here, wind blowing out very heavily to right field, um, 14 to 18 miles an hour. And um, do you have any interest in Barreros here? A after seeing, God, after just listening to what Houston did today. like, I mean, the, I mean, the, the bullpen shot. Like, like, yeah, they only had to pitch two innings. But the problem is they went through like seven guys. <laughs> like four guys. 11, 11 runs in one inning or something. Yeah, and there was a rain delay in there to boot. Like, I – boy. Here's the problem. Houston just does not strike out against right-handed pitching. But this guy has the, some of the sickest stuff I've ever seen. That curveball on Trumbo, like, freaking just was ridiculous. Now, the problem is he's not going to be this good, right? So there's regression that's going to come just by being in the major leagues over a season. But you know the Twins bullpen's battered. The guy has good stuff. The price is fair. It's tough not to consider him, right? Like he can go win you a slate. His soft to hard contact ratio this season is one of the best, um, if not the best on the slate. It's like four percent. Um, the issue that I have is like the Sierra and XFIP are insanely higher than his ERA. He has a BABIP of one oh six this season. Like. There's going to be some regression. Um, you know, the swinging strike rate, the strikeout rates, you know, those are really solid. It, it's there. It's just like you said. You look at Houston, you look at this team in general, and they just, they're just they just not striking out. Like, they're just not striking out. Three years ago, Houston was a team we just absolutely took strikeout pitchers against them all the time, and it's just not the same team. Yeah, and like the, it's, it's testament to the players developing and just not striking out as much, but – Man. Houston Astros yeah. are going to be really good for the next five to ten years. They have a lot of young talent. Yeah, this is this is a tough spot. Um, I, I, my gut wants to like Barrios, um, but this kind of is something I'm going to have to go do some advanced profiling on and see kind of where it, where it kind of lays out. Fair enough. Um, fair enough. Um, Michael Fires, no, yes, maybe no. I can't imagine playing Fires, no. Yeah, I, I just—he's not a guy that I ever play ever. Like, never play Michael Fires, and um, don't think I'm gonna start here. You know, he's a reverse splits guy. He's gonna face some power righties here in um, Sano and Dozier. I'll pass. And as much as I make fun of Joe Mauer, as much as I make fun of Joe Mauer, he's third in baseball this season in contact percentage. So, as much as I make fun of him, he puts the ball in play. There's that. And he's also just like in fuego right now, which I know is just driving you insane. I am um, didn't play this weekend, so I didn't notice that. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So that's the best thing about taking the weekends off. Like, Joe Maurer gets hot. Don't care. Wasn't home. Didn't, he it didn't it happen. I didn't see it. Um, did he really, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's hitting 360 over the last 10 games. Oh, he put up three, three DK. <laughs> oh, 33 DK points on Sunday. Yeah, that was the 15 inning game that I was texting oh. about and tilting. Oh, I am so glad that NASCAR was on Sunday. Four hits for Joe Maurer. Anyway, um, what are we doing here with bats? Is there anything that stands out to you on Houston? 
I mean, you always play Houston. It's either a stack or bust, right? Yep. No different today. Yep. Um, God, Carlos Correa. It's hard contact. Great nice over through the roof against Ryan and pitching this season. Um, yep. it's Minnesota. It's really Dozier and Sano for me, but I don't really know how much percentage I'm going to have of those guys. Like, I think they are really good one-offs. When you look at Michael Fires, his numbers gives up a bunch of home runs to righties, a lot of hard contact to righties. Like, one-offs. It's just like. You know, we play that game all the time. Like, would you rather have this guy or this guy? And Sanoa's forty four hundred, and you look in that price range, and there's just a bunch of options there. I think Dozier's the guy actually would be easier to fit. Because you look at the guys around him, like, do I want Altuve? Mm, I think I want Dozier. Do I want Cano? No, I want Dozier. Do I want Murphy? No, I want Dozier. Do I want Ben Zobris? No, I want Dozier. So, like, I actually think Dozier's the guy that kind of fits the positive end of that game. I like it. Bat leadoff, too, usually. Yeah, he's got some decent BVP as well. I said that about Sano, though. Like, you know, Manny Machado, Soares, Beltre. Donaldson. Donaldson, definitely taking Donaldson. Yeah, that's the problem, right? Like, Donaldson's the problem. Yeah. Because you got to really pay up to get to, like, Chris Bryant and Jake Lamb and those guys. So, like, Travis Shaw is probably an issue there as well. Yeah, yes. No, yes, no, maybe. I actually think I like Sano a little bit more than I like Shaw. Hmm. What about and I Shim? really like Shaw. What about Shim, first to ground ball guy? The discount's nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I think I you're getting Sorry. Yeah, I think you, the discount on Sano isn't – I think the price on Sano isn't as bad as you thought. Like, it's 3B – It's again, it's third base eight. Like, it's, not, it's not that bad. Yeah, like, I just think, like – you know, a lot of people are going to find that extra 200 bucks for Donaldson. And, like, the matchup for Sano here is really, really solid on paper. Yeah, it is for sure. I think I'm talking myself into more Sano. Detroit at Kansas City. Don't, don't overlook Dozier. I'm telling you now. Like, that's what you're going to be like. Why did I play all this Sano and none of this Dozier? No, I agreed with you. Like, No, I know, but I feel like, like it, you're just, like, you're locking in on Sano and not, like, remembering Dozier. No, it's just like you look at second base and like what you were saying, you know, Altuve always in play, Cano against the lefty, I'll pass. Uh, Daniel Murphy against the Shark in San Francisco, I'll pass. Like, Dozier might actually be the best second baseman on the slate, and, you know, he's going to be a guy that's under 10% owned. Yeah, fair enough. You know, we talked about Neil Walker. You get a little bit of a discount there, uh, firmly in play for sure, but – I think Dozier has more upside for sure. That's fair enough. All right. Detroit, Kansas City, Justin Verlander against uh, Soklund. So Glund. I don't know. Whatever. Whoever have DraftKings and Vandal have is wrong. It's it's Soklund. It's Eric, whatever, triple A guy. It's it's first major league start, right? Yeah, first major league start. Uh, kind yeah. of a guy who's probably not ready yet. From everything I've looked at, and from my guy who I, in Kansas City who covers the team uh, pretty closely, follows him pretty closely, he says he's, it's, it's a year early for him, which is kind of nice because he faces a nice right-handed heavy Tigers team. Oh, he's a lefty. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, um. Oh, and just really quick because we were just talking about this. Um, you know, I get 
roster moves from MLB uh, roster moves, and um, the Rays just option one of the relief pitchers, so they're going to call up a, a fresh arm. I assume it's the guy that did when they threw they abused today, De Leon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So De Leon still, just got up. Yeah. But still, like they'll replace him. They still will be in pretty bad shape. No, I agree. I'm just saying that helps their case a little bit. Yeah, sure. I just don't know how much those guys have left in the tank. Like, I, this, I feel like we're going to get kind of a watered-down Tampa lineup. Just a gut feeling. All right, so talking to, looking at this guy's AAA numbers this season for the Royals, 43 innings pitched, XFIP is 4.25. The strikeout rate is 21.7%, 10% swing and strike rate, 5% walk rate. Um Pretty neutral fly ball, ground ball guy. Not a lot of home runs. Um, it, it really just by looking at the numbers, um, he's got a little bit of work to do numbers-wise. Who knows? He could go out and pitch a good game here. I doubt it. Um, what do we do with Verlander? He's a big name, right? Like, he's a big name. Do you think people go to him just because he's a big name here? <sighs> Maybe. People have been going to him all season because he's a big name. Yeah, this is – my problem with this spot is that there's just, like, no strikeouts here. That's my issue. He's just not the Verlander we had last year. Um, yeah, and, like, Kansas City's not a team that, like, we that just strikes out all the time to begin with. It's just – like, I don't think they're going to hit him particularly well. I just don't know if it's going to be, like – Seven innings, two earned on five hits and five Ks. Does that get it done? I don't think 20 DK points at 10-7 gets it done today. Yeah, I, I really, don't think it does either. And I don't see, I don't see like 25-30 here. Like, I don't see that. And, like, I love picking on the Royals. You know that. I pick on the Royals all the time. I just – I don't see that, like, big upside here from Verlander. I picked on him with Mike uh, with Josh Tomlin for goodness sake. So I, I'm with you. I like to pick no, on him yeah. too. But, but like we like picking on him with like seven K pitchers. I don't want to pay ten seven to get twenty fantasy points on the slate. Like Verlander's swinging strike rate is way down. His contact rate is up. He has a thirty five percent hard contact rate this season. Yes, he's getting or he's a fly ball pitcher. It's Kaufman that should help him. But the Sierra and XFIP are ridiculously high. Nothing suggests, like, he's going to get better. Like, I'm just not paying 10-7. If Verlander beats me, he puts up 30 here, whatever. Um, whatever. Yeah, there's just a guy, there's a guy later on I'm, I would just rather go to war with. And don't get me wrong. I'm not playing, like, outside of Salvador Perez, I'm not playing, um, you know, any of the Royals bats here. There's a lot of those spots today where it's like, I'm not playing this pitcher, but I'm sure as hell not playing any batters either. Well, I feel like we've talked about like three or four spots for batters that just, you know, really pop. And then like, you know, you just think of those juicy spots and it's just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't mind the Salvador Perez one-off, as you kind of mentioned. I, I, yeah. I definitely think that's a guy that you're going to have, I'm going to definitely have exposure to. But yeah, Nobody I mean, plays him either. Like, no one the DVD is so real. It's so real with Perez against Verlander. Yeah. Especially, with, I find catcher VDP is real. Like, not that it's not real, but, like, since like, they see pitchers and they see things, like, it's a part of their job, I always feel like if they see a pitcher that it's, like, going to trend consistently more than, like, maybe some other spots. Wait, right there with you. Like, maybe they're seeing something else or, you know, yeah, I, I, I agree. He's 3,300 on DK. I, I'm definitely going to take the shot. 
Yeah, what is he on Fandle? I got Fandle up right now. He's usually expensive on Fandle. Yeah, he normally is. And not today. He is 3,000, which is like catcher like 15. Mm, nice. Yeah, like Salvi. Uh, Detroit, uh, Upton, JD, Miguel. Yeah, isn't it great? This lamp is just so bad. It's so it's easy to just mini stack them now. Yeah, and no James McCann. Oh, when is his DL done? Not yet. Wednesday? Seven-day uh, concussion, right? No, it's he's no, he went hand, on the hand. They put him on for the hand. Okay, and that was on the 26th. Yeah, it was four yeah, days so ago. So Alex Avilia, keep catching. He could, he could see John Hicks, for goodness sake. Maybe give Avilia a day off because it's a lefty? Yeah, that wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Yeah. I just – it feels like a really easy mini stack. I, I, I could see people playing Jose Iglesias if he works his way to the top. I don't Hold know, on. I don't John Hicks has been hitting the ball really well. Yeah, that's why, that's why I think he'll kind of see a day. It's it's just small sample sizes and all that, but I wouldn't hate playing him as part of a Tiger stack if I went that direction. I don't even hate him playing him off one off, 2,700, oh, depending sure. on where he hits. She's you know, just, it's just cheap catchers. Uh, Andrew Romine, it's just, there's no power. It's just I think I would rather just play, like, the power guys, right? You know, play the JD Upton, Miggy, and you know Hicks, right? And kind of just let everybody else play the Romines, the Iglesias's of the world, and kind of just hope they don't kill you. All right, I gotta make sure I write down John Hicks. Never would have even thought about looking at him. Yeah, I'll do the same. Miguel Cabrera, fifty-three percent hard contact rate against lefties. Justin Upton, a really sneaky play. Um, He's a little this year. Uh, oh, Upton? He's been, he's been so bad. Yeah, but he has a 50% hard contact rate against lefties this season. Yay, I get to watch Nick Castellanos go for three again. Wee! I'm so <laughs> excited! Uh, I don't think I'll play him. I think there's I better third base options. It's a tiger stack. I can't fade him in a tiger stack. I think I guess I can fade him in a Martinez is. 5,200, nobody's going to play J.D. Martinez. I hope so. I really hope so. Oh, man. I get excited when I see... I'm like, I'm, I'm like a J.D. Martinez truther. Yeah, he is just... It's Since the start of last year, he has a 226 ISO with a 46% hard contact rate against lefties. 378 ISO, or WOBA. 900 OPS. Yeah, J.D. Martinez is good against lefties, folks. Just saying. All right, moving on to Atlanta at L.A. Cologne against Parker Breadwell. Um, man, this game kind of stinks. Yeah. Um, who do we say was pitching for the Angels? Uh, Parker Bridgewell? Yeah, Bridgewell. I just have no interest in anything. i got to be honest. Like, I have no interest in the pitching. I have no interest in the hitting, other than maybe a Valbuena one-off at 3,100 against Bartolo Colon. That's kind of it. Can you kind of see them being a little chalky here? Who? 
Like the Angels value bats, like you mentioned, like Bob Buena. He's thirty-one. I'm Where's guessing Calhoun isn't in the playoff at player pool. Calhoun's thirty-one. God, I mean, if Chris Sale ends up being like fifty-five percent, yes, but that's kind of the only way that these guys get up there. You know, ask, you know, ask um, people are doing that, but by all means, have at it. Like, have at it. Oh, Bradwell's not in the player pool. That kind of disappoints me. I was hoping he was like 4,200 and I could just play a punt against Atlanta. Why not? But yeah, not in the player pool. I just. I kind of think Val Buena is a great one. <laughs> yeah. I know he hasn't hit a baseball worth a damn, but actually he homered tonight. That's not true. So I, 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 I don't mind him. I don't mind Danny Espinosa. That's kind of it. Trying to, um, yeah, this game kind of stinks. Parker Breadwell. I'm trying to pull up his stats really quick. It's my computer is pissing me off. I had it pulled up and then I restarted my computer. I forgot to pull it back up. I mean, two seconds. All right, so in AAA with the Angels this season, he's pitched 19 innings. He has a 17% swinging strike rate, um, 26% strikeout rate. 57% ground ball rate. God, I wish he was in the player pool. So this would solve everything right now. Anyway, moving on. Oh, he probably does, but whatever. Um, Chicago Cubs, San Diego, Padres, Eddie Butler against our boy, Lamette. Um This all comes down, I, I can how, see. This all comes down to how popular does Lamette get. Right? Right, right. Hundred percent. I agree hundred percent. Like he looks really I good. See, I just We said he was gonna be really good. Everything in the numbers, like his minor league numbers were just fantastic. And it was just like you know, there was some people in the industry that like, jumped on board and like, oh this guy they weren't even on him. They were like, Well, we don't like anybody else, so let's play him. And then they're taking credit for him. Like, get out of here. We said he was good. <laughs> He was a great play. This is our boy. Get out of here, everybody else. Our boy. It was really, we looked it was him really up. Nice to we see did him. the advanced stats. We did it all. You don't get to take credit for saying, well, there's nobody else, so I guess I'll play him, and you get a great performance. Sorry, that doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, man. I got so many questions that day about Lamette and how I looked up his advanced stats, and um, that's why you guys listen to the podcast every day. Um, that's all I'm going to say. We talked about it last time, the swinging strike rate, the strikeout rate in the minors this season, just fantastic. Um, he looked really good in that game against the Mets. Everybody kind of was worried about the rain. He pitched well. Um, the only thing that I could see driving down his ownership here is because it, it is the Cubs, and like people don't like playing pitching against the Cubs. So I'm hoping like we pull up Jamino's ownership and he's like 10 15% here. I love Jimeno. The problem is, this is a guy who could just be a runaway train. Like, this all comes down to how much he's touted, and it comes down to like if people just box score hunt. It's tough to predict that. Like, you can only project ownership for based on like what you, like the numbers say, not what people just do in terms of biases. It's tough to predict that. So, like, obviously, I'll look at him. Like, I really, I love the ownership projections. I'm not talking down on them, but this is a guy that I'm just afraid could be an outlier. So it's gonna be tough for me to trust it. Even like if the if I like the number, 
Well, realistically, today, don't you kind of see it like Sale Lamette or people going like Ray Severino, um, Shark? It really depends on the, like on Fandle. I think Lamette's going to be in play. It's six K. Yeah, Lamette's going to be popular, but is he the favorite over Eddie Butler? No, Butler's the favorite. Well, that might help our cause. It's a high total too. You look at the Cubs, like Rizzo, sixteen percent; Zobris, eleven percent; Chris Bryant, twenty-three percent; Ian Happ, thirty-five percent; Contreras, twenty-eight percent; Montero, twenty-two percent; Jay, twenty-one percent; Baez, twenty-six percent; Addison Russell, twenty-two percent; Schwarber, twenty-eight percent. Like they strike out a bunch against trying to pitching. Yeah, tough not to like the kid. That's for sure. I'm not saying I don't like him. I do. God, please it, be overlooked. There's no chance, Stevie. He wasn't even overlooked. I mean, I guess he was overlooked the first time. But, like. Oh, he was. Yeah, it was, what? It was a crappy slate for pitching. And, like. Every pitcher went off. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Such a joke. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, you, when my value pitcher goes off for that much, it should just be a. Kind of like Chase Anderson. You just direct deposit it in my account. That's how it should happen every time. But. Um, the only thing like that could help him here is like Eddie Butler's fifty four hundred and he's facing the Padres and people might play him instead. Yeah, like Maybe. Butler could get some Butler could get some traction at fifty four hundred. Like yeah. Nova's sixty four hundred. Like there's a couple options in this cheaper price range. Yeah, I, I don't hate the idea. I just I don't know. I'm gonna have to see the show. I'm not talking down on him. I love the talent. And this is a spot where uh, guys that can win me a slate, I talked about that. Like, Lament absolutely fits in that category. Yeah. But it's just I don't know if I want to be on 30 35% Dillis and Lament. Like, they had Jared Muir starting games over this kid. So tilting. So, it sounds really stupid. Like, there's probably no reason for it other than Lil Padres. But 35 if he starts getting that high on a 15-game slate, I'm going to at least, like, think about it. Um, Schwarber on Fandle, by the way. Oh my god, twenty nine hundred. Schwarber's really struggling at the plate this year. I know it'd come around. Twenty nine. Contreras yeah. is twenty eight. Like the, the the Cubs are basically free. Schwarber's hitting one eighty this year. Half thirty three. Like yeah, I just think they're free, and so like I can see I can see so much hedge sale. Cubs stacks. If people start going play lament on DraftKings, I can absolutely see people just hedging the life out of it on FanDuel. Y'all have fun with that. I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, you know, I, it, honestly, if like if, if I get to 80% lament, I might do the same damn thing. Like I said, it just it makes too much sense not to at that point. You know, um, a cheap stack, cheap stack against that Padres bullpen if it goes bad, like the upside is always endless, right? We make fun of the Cubs, but it's a very talented lineup and unowned and with the Padres bullpen back there. But they're always there's stacking as the Padres is always in play. No matter how much you like the starter. For sure. Um any Padres here? I know you like Shimp against Butler. Solarte was really cheap too. Yeah, Shimp against Butler's the guy. Um for me. Solarte but, was uh, like Yeah, he's, he's been free. What's the up, what's the power upside on a fifteen game slate? Yo, Chase Utley is the same price, bro. And you get that guy, get that Chase out. Uh, 
I'm, I hope our listener knows when uh, I'm being sarcastic. Um, Washington at San Francisco, Gio Gonzalez, Jeff Samarja. Um, eight total here. Um, any interest in Gio? No. Uh, and if I, that's not quite true. Yeah, I, have limited say, interest. Like, I have limited interest in GL, but it's mostly because of uh, I'm on the uh, the shark train. Dun it, dun it. I love shark. But like realistically, can like, you kind of play both of these pitchers? Yeah, you could. I, I wouldn't. I just trust in Gio. Here's my problem. I don't want to play Gio on a website, and then I just want to play. And then on the non-whip site, I only play one pitcher. So yeah, that's my issue, sure. right? I, no, I and to. that is 6K. So it's going to be like kind of a spot where I'm either like, I'm probably going all the way to sale, I'm stopping at Samarja, or I'm going all the way down. She is like the most. I actually think Fandle pitching might be easier than DraftKings. Like that kind of, like now that I just said that out loud, it kind of it kind of works. Just go all the way down, go to the mid tier, or just go all the way to the top. And just not deal with the Quintanas, Novas, and Dreezys of the world. I can deal with that. Giants are so bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, I know. I know. Just, They've been bad. They've definitely been bad. But so Geo is just. You want to trust Geo? No, he, he's. Oh, yeah, he's so. Tempting. On a website? He's a guy that can like walk five guys and just absolutely just drive you insane. Sometimes he can just like. Get the three two counts on every hitter for like an hour, and he's at seventy pitches, and he hasn't even given up a run yet. You're like, what the hell? So, like, all right. So the the, the case to be made for Geo is like he's a guy that could get you twenty points, and like he's twenty five hundred dollars less than Verlander, who's likely going to get you twenty points. The problem is, Shark for two hundred more has massive ceiling. Listen, I, I I hear you on Shark. Okay, I hear you. This is going to be a comparative opinion. I love talk shark. talk shark. I uh, know, like, when, go ahead. Uh, when shark just gets on these runs, like you just play shark until he t- pulls a little shark moment and just gets blown up. But like he's just he's got command of the pitches. He's working. Yeah, he's been giving a ton of home runs too. Like an unsustainably number, high number of home runs. Like he's gonna get some positive home run luck. Like he gave up three runs against the Cubs, and they were all on homers. And, and you know, and he's been striking out a ton of batters now, eight or more in five straight. And those were some, you know, decent matchups. You know, Dodgers, Mets, you know, uh, Cubs. There's a lot of strikeouts here. Strikeouts raise your floor. He's not priced like a stud. And when he's on, when he's on, he's like a stud. And if I pull up the, I'm pull, trying to pull up the White Sox numbers. I'm sorry, the Nationals numbers. And then I pulled up the Giants by mistake. Let me quickly pull it up here against right-handed pitching. There's actually some strikeouts here. And I just pulled up White Sox. Good effort, CJ. All right. So while you're doing that. The reason, the reason that my whole statistic, like, go look up thing started was because of Shark. Um, I, I, I didn't want to tell you that, like, before we get started. But so I was looking into the Shark, and I was like, man, he's been pitching really good, right? And his 4.5 ERA always threw me off. But you look into it more, he's a 2.95 Sierra, which is really good, and there's some positive regression. He has a 320 BABIP. He has the lowest, um, almost the lowest contact rate of his career at 75.9%. He has a swinging strike rate of 11.6% this season. His hard contact rate is down. And 
he's kind of a ground ball fly ball neutral guy, which is fine in this big ballpark. So like the whole statistic thing started because of that, because I was like, you know, how good have Washington been? And you look at it in the Washington nationals this season, Ryan Zimmerman is one of the best hitters in baseball and he's just not getting the credit that he deserves. Yeah. And the problem now, I don't, don't suspend Bryce Harper. I don't want traction on this. Wait a day. Appeal. Do something. Well, then, don't they, they usually appeal it, don't they? Yeah, I would hope so, right? Yeah, they usually appeal it, and then it like, goes a couple days, and like they wait for a crappy matchup, and like, like, all right. like, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, the lineup without Harper would be better, but the ownership, like the owner, I'd rather have Harper in there and have the you know ownership be five times lower. But you look at the K rate against righties, worth twenty four percent. Michael Taylor thirty four percent. I'm sorry, thirty seven percent. Zimmerman twenty one percent. Trey Turner twenty one percent. You know, a lot of Ks here in this lineup. So let, let's take it for what it is. Washington has a you know two lefties. They have Daniel Murphy and they have Bryce Harper. And when Shark struggles, it's left-handed power bats. And obviously, two of the best in baseball. He has a two thirty-nine Woba against righties this season. His numbers against right-handed pitching or bats this season are just absolutely insane. Um, the numbers are fantastic. You look at all the advanced stats against um, righties, they're just fantastic. And, like, I can't think of a better lineup than facing Washington outside of outside of Harper and Murphy. But and, know, they're, and, they're, and they're in San Francisco. Like, that park's not even all that great for left-handed power with that big damn wall. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm with you on Shark here. Like, you have to take a stand somewhere on this slate, and a guy that has a 29% strikeout rate with a – 0.52 home run per nine against righties facing six, seven righties in this lineup. Like, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to take my stand there. Now, the only thing that could kind of mess this Contact up. Great against righties, like, and I can't imagine that the Nationals are going to do this, but I'm going to tell you a story, and this is a true story. There once was upon a time that Adam Lind played left field. I thought it was going to be a train wreck, and it was actually not. Now, I can't imagine that they're going to throw him in left field in San Francisco. I can't imagine. But like that, in taking out, let's say, Michael Taylor and adding Adam Wind would be like a dramatic shift that would make me at least think about it. I can't imagine this actually happens, but I'm just throwing the caveat in there. And also, I have no interest in Geo, by the way, if Adam Wind is playing left field. Zero. <laughs> I, I don't see them doing that. I, I get what you're I, saying. I didn't, I, just... I didn't see them doing it the first time. They actually looked like respectable. As crazy as that sounds. And you're staring at me like I'm talking in an alien voice. Trust me, I understand. I did exactly what you did on Sunday. I saw Adam Linden left field and I just crossed Joe Ross off the list. I was like, well, that's a disaster. Cross. It, I actually wasn't looking at you like that because of that. My uh, my computer is lagging so bad right now. I just want to I just want to punch it like as hard as I can. Fair enough. Anyway, I just sent you a draft. Let's do a play draft draft really quick, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Um, what are you going to do home run derby uh, while we do this? Yep. Let's do it. Let's kind of do it at the same time. We'll talk draft, and then we'll do the home run derby at the same time. Home yeah. run derby on Friday, so I'll let you go first. Um, and there is Coors Fields, no Coors, guys. Okay. 
Uh, all right, no course field it is. Let's pull up all the headers real quick. Uh, JD Martinez. Uh, have it because I want. Um, are we doing no cores in the? Um, yeah, no cores in play draft. No cores in play draft. Yeah. Obviously, um, I got first pick again. Yeah, you get the best pitch on the slate again. Like shocker! No wonder you keep beating me. You get the best pitch every freaking time out. I'm gonna go with um, Mr. Steroid himself, um, Logan Morrison. You can add I'm, I'm just, I just need Tampa to bust so badly that I'm just going to be rooting against it all, right, all day. So, have it. All right. And then I'll take Corey Dickerson as well. Fine. Like, whatever. If I if, I, if Nick Martinez kills me on the slate, so be it. Um, I'll take Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> all right. And let's go to someone with actually a really high total for this last one. I, I just think it's funny, as you were saying, that I was clicking his name and play draft. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized I didn't have a pick there. I was trying to do the combo. Move no, I it didn't it matter. I was taking him. No, I, just, I thought it was my pick still. I didn't realize that it wasn't my pick. Um, I almost hey. took a course player on accident. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. No, I didn't. Um, God. <sighs> we'll God, recap this draft. There's not this... There's not that many good spots for batters. Like, I'm just scrolling through the list. Oh, um, give me um, Kendrick's morale. Actually, no, give me Justin Smoke. You left me J.D. Martinez? What kind of dumb idea was that? I took Miggy and C-Dick. Um, you took C-Dick over J.D.? He's not going to be very happy with your lack of loyalty. I'm going to let you have – I'm not going to let you have Smoke. Oh, fine, I'll take more else. <laughs> I feel the same damn player. All right, I'll take Sano. My last pick. Okay. So, so far in the play draft, uh, uh, Stevie got the first overall pick for the 99th straight time in a row. He took Chris Sale. You got um, first pick on Friday, and I think I crushed you. Yeah, there was no good pitching on Friday. Uh, I, and, uh, I had Samarjo and Ray. I took Samarjo and Ray. I, I took the upside there. Uh, Stevie came back with Miguel Cabrera and Corey Dickerson. He took Corey Dickerson over JD Martinez, which will be his downfall, which I quickly scooped up there with pick number six. And then I went Brian Dozier, uh, pick seven, getting that leadoff hitter, looking for that extra at bat. And then uh, that leaves Stevie on the clock. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Oh, I figured you were. I was looking at it for a while, so that's why I decided to. Uh... Oh yeah, no, I appreciate it. I almost forgot about that game. Yeah, don't so forget about that guy. I, I, yeah, he took Michael Conforto, and uh, as a, since he reminded me of that, he knows fully well now who I'm taking in my last pick. <laughs> oh play. man, this fourth pitcher. So your your pitchers here, like I like your pitchers, even though I have. I, I think you you don't have a choice, Stevie. You have to take it. There's one guy you have to take, and I know it makes you want to puke, but like, there's really one guy who's better than the other here. I'm in not this format, Verlander. I agree. It's not Verlander. On, in this format, there's clearly one guy here who's better than the rest. Uh, let's see if you if you agree with who I picked. Uh, yes, it's that guy. He took Jose Quintana. I had it on auto draft for Jay Bruce. That's why I couldn't see it right away. 
<laughs> yeah, like so, like Severino would have been an option if I wasn't concerned about weather there. But like in these play draft head to heads, you just you gotta kind of play it safe when it comes to weather because if that game doesn't get canceled before lock, you're screwed. And you need strikeouts, 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 and Quintana does that. I, I agree with you. I thought Quintana was the pick there. All right. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Playdraft, make sure you check them out. If you don't follow me on Playdraft, make sure you follow me. I will do a 10-man, $5 hitter. You should try to coordinate that with me. I might, I might make a trip to Illinois tomorrow. All right. Well, um, we'll work it out then. So we'll do that. Um, we have definitely run over an hour. We warned everybody. <laughs> um, if you have any final thoughts, CJ, let me know now. And no, then I think we're good. Here. Like we, we told people this was going to happen. It's a very intriguing slate. There's a lot of different ways to go. And we felt like we'd owed it to you to go through it. A lot of huge tournaments in the industry. So we felt like we had to go through it game by game in this much detail for you guys. By far, um, one of the best tournament slates on the season. Um, you know, there's just a go. So I love this slate. Uh, we're going to get out of here. So good luck in your contest. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Bankroll management might not be the sexiest part of daily fantasy, but it's an important one. And that's why we've launched the DFS Analyzer. DFS Analyzer will help you easily track your results and then use them to your advantage. Just upload your contest history, and in seconds, DFS Analyzer will show you winnings, ROI, records by sport, contest type, and more. Don't just view your results, analyze them and gain an edge. Try our free DFS analyzer tool, become a smarter, more process-oriented, hopefully more profitable DFS player. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 US only.